It's time for another edition of Cardinal Cut-Ins, news and updates about the Annandale Cardinals football team. Cardinal Cut-Ins are proudly brought to you by Lake Central Bank, M&M Express Sales and Service, David Bird with State Farm Insurance, Lundin Brothers Ford, Homestyle Country Cafe, Kaz Do It Best Hardware, Truman Welters Power Sports, The River of Life Church in Annandale, and Jeff Lundquist with the Heart of the Lakes team, EXP. Hey everybody, Jeremy Wheeler here sitting down <coughs> with Coach Walter for our Week 2 Cardinal Cut-Ins after a nice win on Friday night. Travel down to Glencoe Silver Lake and you come out with a 24-0 victory. We, we've talked about it's not every day that you get to shut out Glencoe Silver Lake. Coach, talk about the game. What, what went well for you guys? Well, first of all, it was great to get a win, and the kids were excited about that after last week. Yeah, Glencoe, it's funny. I mean, you asked me 10, 12 years ago if we saw Glencoe three years in a row, I'd say that would never happen. This is the third year in a row we shut them out. It was good. It was fun for the kids. It was a great night. The weather was perfect. You know, we played well. Our defense gave up one first down in the first half. I think that was probably the key to the game. Gave us short fields, a ton of three and outs, and we were able to make some plays. We put four touchdowns up in the first half and hit some big plays. Uh, thought we ran the ball better as the game went along. Um, we didn't turn the ball over again for the second week in a row. I think we had three penalties in the game, so we really cut down on that. It was a fun night for the kids. Didn't play great in the second half. A little bit sloppy in the second half. I thought we probably shut ourselves down more than Glencoe stopped us. It's a fun night for the kids, and it was nice to get a W on the, the board and see the kids' confidence grow a little bit. And he had some solid performances out there as well. Uh, Thomas Westman led you in receiving, having four catches with 80 yards and a touchdown. Tyson Schoberg had a pretty solid outing all all around. He had seven catches for 73 yards and a touchdown on offense. He had an interception for you on defense there, too, in the first uh, first half. Connor Lampy came out with a solid performance for the second time around, 15 carries, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Jack Nelson had a touchdown as well. And, of course, your quarterback, Nick Walter, 14 to 27, 183 yards and two touchdowns. I know I said in my pregame that I felt like, now granted, we were talking at that point. I'm, I'm looking at the rain coming down outside and thinking it's going to be an awful wet game. The rain ended up going away for you, but that was one of my keys to the game, I thought, was for you guys to be able to be able to pass the ball a little bit and then kind of use that to open up the run. You, you had a pretty balanced attack out there. Talk about how you attacked Glencoe. You know, we, we knew we wanted to throw the football. We were happy to stay dry during the game. I mean, I don't think we're built right now to just line up and run the football play after play after play. Our line's getting better. They're getting more physical. We're starting to get some running backs back. We're getting some depth at running back. Um, I thought Connor ran well this week. I thought he ran hard. He ran tough. Um, the holes opened up for him a little bit more this week. But we wanted to. We thought we were a little bit quicker than Glencoe, so we wanted to spread them out a little bit. Our line splits were a little bit bigger this week. And we thought we could beat them on the outside with the type of coverages they had. So the weather played in our hands perfect. We were able to get the ball downfield. I know Thomas had two real long 30-some-plus uh, yard catches, which opened it up a little bit. But we just don't think we're at the point that we can just line up and run the ball play after play after play and move the football consistently. And if you get a wet game, a lot of times you have to do that. Mm-hmm. So we were as happy as everybody else that the rain stopped around 5, 5.30. And their field was in great condition. Um, it wasn't slippery. It was fairly dry for how much rain um, that we had. So that worked out really well for us. And again, without turning the ball over, without having penalties stop us and slow us down, we played pretty much the entire first half on their half of the field. Our defense did such a good job of giving us field position. We talked to our kids before the game. That a key in a game like this is field position and defense and special teams are what kind of guide that. 
you know, and I thought we won the special teams battle. Our kickoff team did a great job. We were squibbing the whole game. They had a really hard time adjusting to that. We thought we'd get a couple of those and, and be okay with it, but every time we scored, we were able to get a good squib, and, and they just had a hard time handling it. And then our defense forced punts and turnovers. We had three interceptions, um, which gave us great field position and allowed us to attack them. I mean, when you get first down at the 47-yard line, you know you're in four-down territory already. You can you can mm-hmm. waste the downs. You can go up top a little bit. We're a lot, we were you know we could be a lot more aggressive because of that. And like you talked about, your defense played really well. Uh, you allowed no passing yards. You had the three interceptions. Uh, Glencoe had a little bit of trouble with the the center to quarterback exchange, especially out of that shotgun, snapped it over his head three times. Actually, they were saved on one of those by a, a false start penalty that they had or delay a game, whatever it was. And then the the two that ended up, as you said, nobody's nobody's built for third and twenty four when you no. you start looking out there. So great performance all around on the on the defensive side. You had those three turnovers. I want to jump back just a second to your special teams because I, I I made a comment I think off air during the first game, and he had another one. And Connor Lampy is is punting for you again out there. He's becoming a little bit of a we- a weapon. He had he had a beautiful one in Zimmerman that you pinned him down at the six yard line. Last week in Glencoe, there was at least one that he pinned down there deep inside of their 10-yard line. That kind of changes the way that you can play a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, your best offensive play every game is your punt. I mean, on average, the longest offensive play that you get in a game. And Connor has a strong leg. He's a big, strong kid. He's 190 pounds. And at times, he miss hits a little bit. You don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> Excuse me. But for the most part, when he strikes it, he puts a great spiral on it. And he's, he can drive the ball. And, and that's a huge play. You change field position, especially if you can get it inside the 10, 15-yard line. Now you get the other teams back against the ball a little bit. They can't be as aggressive on offense. Uh, he's been great this year. I mean, you need to have a punter. You need to be able to change field position. And I thought he was great the last two weeks doing that. Now, looking at your defense, you had a couple of kids with some some pretty big tackles. Uh, Evan Norgren, uh, in three quarters, got 13 tackles. Uh, Jake Liebard. Comes through with another nice and fresh. He had the the three interceptions. I think we talked about that. The Jake Lebar probably our defensive player of the game. Talk about his performance and the defense as a whole. You only gave up 128 yards, and that was on 31 carries, no passing yards. A very solid game for the the defense, especially in that first half. Yeah, defense was a big focus this week at practice. We did not play well defensively against Zimmerman. Obviously, you know the speed of the game was a little bit different. Uh, Zimmerman was crazy fast. Klinko. Had good speed, but wasn't as fast. Uh, but I think just you can see the improvement from week one to week two. The angles were a lot better. Our defensive line, if our linebackers are getting a lot of tackles, you know, we talked about this last year a lot too. If the linebackers are getting a lot of tackles, um, your D-line's doing their job. You don't want to see your D-lineman with 10 or 15 tackles. You know, you want your linebackers to see the 10 or 15. We had Evan with 13. I know Jake had 12. Um, Hudson Helga had four or five. That means the D-linemen are doing a good job taking up gaps and holding up offensive linemen, keeping your linebackers free uh, to make the tackle. And with Evan with 13 and Jake with 12, you know, it shows our D linemen did a great job with that. Jake got a little bit of playing time last year um, when Hawking got hurt in the playoffs. Uh, Jake was the one who filled in for him at linebacker. Aggressive kid, not only big, he's like 170, 175 pounds, but really physical. For a kid who's not, you know, 200 pounds, 215 pounds, he's not afraid to hit. We don't know what he's going to hit. I mean, there are times he hits his own players. Uh, he hits the side, the change on the sidelines. If it's moving, he's hitting it. But did a really good job in the middle. Tackled really well. Got in guys' legs. I thought Evan tackled really well. Um, I thought that's one thing we did well in the game is is we tackled well. I thought we tackled well at the scrimmage. 
And be honest with you, against Zimmerman, we tackle well. We just didn't get to the ball carriers against Zimmerman. So, so far, that looks like a strength of our team is tackling. We got some pressure on the quarterback when they threw the football. It was great to see the picks. You know, just, again, that's a change of field position. Their quarterback didn't throw great, but he was under pressure, and which caused, I know, Tommy Halverson um, getting some playing time as a sophomore, caused one of the interceptions by hitting the quarterback as he threw the ball. That's when Jax Magacha got his pick. So I thought it was just a great team effort. We did a better job of holding the edge. Zimmerman, they got outside a ton against us. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time this week at practice <clears throat> trying to get an edge to keep teams between the tackles. I thought our linebackers did a lot better job with that. And we contained the quarterback a lot better. You saw Zimmerman's quarterback escape a couple times. thought we did a better job this week of keeping the quarterback in the pocket. Um, it was a great job by our defense. Whenever you can shut anybody down, I don't care who you're playing, you know, it's just a great effort by them. It was a great effort, uh, improvement by them over week one. And of course, like we said, the big thing, we got into the win column, so now we're going in and uh, we're, at, we're at one and one and we're, we're heading, we're hosting, finally, the, the home opener for you guys, hosting another one and one team in Das Cocade. Of course, their first loss came to uh, probably an equally uh, as talented, maybe even a little bit more talented, that Zimmerman opponent from that East Central North in Princeton. Uh, they came back last week to D.C. with a 35-6 to victory over Little Falls. So D.C. coming to town. Obviously, a little bit of a rivalry there, home opener, a lot of emotions. Talk about the Chargers in this home opener game for you guys. We don't talk about D.C. We have no feelings towards them at all. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, it's a great rival game. I think in the last you know, three or four years, it's really picked up. It's always been a rival. You know, I've been doing you know, this for 24 years here, and it's always been a big game. And it seems like the last four or five years, we've met up in the state a few times and you know, all of the conference championship, and uh, it's taken it to another level. They're, you know, defending state champions. You know, it was nice to see them lose the week one. I went and watched them play, kind of get rid of their 14-game winning streak or whatever. But mm-hmm. they're good. I mean, they returned their entire starting offensive line from last year. I returned a couple of their running backs. Physical, physical football team. There's nothing they're going to do that's going to surprise us. I mean, right now I can tell you exactly every play they're going to run, and we have to watch film. It's can you stop it? Mm-hmm. I mean, they come at you, and are you willing to stop it? You know, your players have to be able to take on block our blockers and defeat the blockers, and it's tough to do for four quarters. You make it a stop here and there, but it's tough to do for four quarters, and they won't punt. I mean, fourth and four means nothing to them with the way they run the football. Um, so you have to do for four downs. A lot. Of, you have to get a negative play. I mean, that's one thing we talked about Friday night when we got back here, You know, just talking about D.C. a little bit. On each series, you have to find a way to get a negative play to force them to throw the football. It's not that they can't throw the football. They don't want to throw the football. And the quarterback throws the ball okay this year, but they want to run the football. And that series that they're running, you have to get one negative play to force them to throw the football, and that's how you get a stop on them. Or you have a hard time stopping them, and you just don't get a lot of possessions. They run the ball. They take a lot of clock. The game goes really fast. You may get six possessions in the game, five possessions in the game. So you pretty much have to score every time you get the football. Put a lot of pressure on your offense uh, to do that. Their defense <clears throat> has some younger kids on D. A couple seniors at D back, but inexperienced. Hopefully we can attack them, be able to score some points. We're going to need to be able to score. You know, we figure maybe 21, 28 points to win the game. So we're going to have to make some plays in offense. But it should be a fun game. Kids are so excited to play at home. Seems like we haven't played at home for a while. Uh, with the two row games to start the season, the playoffs, obviously, you're playing neutral sites. So I know they're pretty excited about playing home on Friday. Now, you talk about the running backs and, of course, looking at D.C. Obviously, last year and the last handful of years, it's been the Eli Gilman show. You know that it's Eli. 
you know, we, we've talked about Monty Gilman, but the, the other running back that's really taken a step forward and really kind of led them, and Monty didn't even play against Little Falls uh, with an injury. Uh, Tate Link, how much do you know about, about him as a back and just those backs in the backfield and how D.C. is going to spread the ball around? First of all, Montana was on TV yesterday. They actually flipped over to the game just to make sure Monty or Eli wasn't at D.C. anymore. <laughs> just wanted to make sure that he was gone. And so I saw him on the sideline. I was pretty excited that he's not going to be playing for D.C. this year. You know, they, they have a stable of running backs, some really good. But I saw him. I went and watched him play Princeton. We played on Thursday. They played on Friday. And you think that you'd lose Eli. He was a lot in the back. And obviously, he was a bell call running back for mm-hmm. them. But Tate Link may be just as good. You know, he's not – you know, he's just as big. He's, you know, probably 200 pounds, 205 pounds. Not as fast, but he has really good speed. I saw a 90-yard touchdown run against Princeton. Uh, Monty, I saw him in the scrimmage. It's like he has no ligaments in his knees. I've never seen a kid bend and flex and move. You really have to make sure he's down. It looks like he's going down, but he doesn't go down. He's really good at third leg, and it means you put your arm down to keep your balance. And then they have another kid, a senior back, this number one who came in, and uh, he's a D-back for him who ran just as hard. You know, the thing I'm most impressed with how they block for each other. They're running backs. They put the hurt on you blocking. They are really, really physical um, and open the holes up for the for the kids. But yeah, you they have <clears throat> they can get you with speed. Their quarterback runs the ball really well this year. He's a junior. They're tough. I mean, you have to get in their legs. Like I said, you have to get a negative play. Tate Lake's playing really well. I mean, I, we saw him a little bit last year. It was mainly a blocking back for them last year. I saw him against Princeton run the football really well. And last, obviously, on Friday night, he had 270 yards. Just a huge game for them. So they seem really confident right now. It's going to be a great game. You know, it's a rival game. So, you know, things are always a little bit different. So hopefully you can put a little pressure on them. They're high school kids just like we are. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to stay in the game and not let them steamroll us right away. And I think we're going to be in good shape on Friday. It'll be fun. Nonetheless, and it's, it's going to be, it should be a great night. It's the home opener. Looking forward to that. Of course, we'll have Cardinal cut-ins throughout the course of the game, and we'll have our interviews with our offensive player of the game, Connor Lampy, our defensive player of the game, Jake Liebard. And with that screwed-up schedule last week, I never got a chance to sit down with Gavin Robass, so we're going to have a two-for-one. We'll have Gavin Robass, who is our week one player, our offensive player of the game as well. So... Coach, thank you for joining me. Good luck against Desiccato. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. Annandale Cardinal Cut-Ins are brought to you by Lake Central Bank, M&M Express Sales and Service, David Bird State Farm Insurance, Lundine Brothers Ford, The Homestyle Country Cafe, Kaz Do It Best Hardware, Truman Welcher's Power Sports, River of Life Church Annandale, and Jeff Lundquist with the Heart of the Lakes Team EXP.